Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Welcome to Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. And you can probably tell that this is not Amber. Uh, Miss Rose is upstairs healing. If you follow her social media, you know that she just had a breast reduction. So expect to see her bouncing around the summer in smaller, smaller tops. <laughs> um, I'm recovering myself a little bit from the heartache that I talked about last week. So we'll probably unpack that. But more importantly, we have someone with us today. Someone's going to be co-hosting. Um, supermodel, <laughs> author, feminist, but more importantly, all around ass kicker, Tess Holiday. <laughs> we need like a clap track for that. How are you? I'm good. I feel like maybe I shouldn't have laughed when you said supermodel, but it just makes me giggle. <laughs> so stupid. You're humble. I, not really. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Yeah. yeah so when I found out Amber wasn't going to be here, uh, you were the first person I thought of. Because you, you embody everything that we try to do here. Sex positivity, body positivity, feminism, ass kickingism. I wore my shirt that says, fuck cat calling. Amen. And it's a little cat and a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so for those that haven't read your book, The Not-So-Subtle Art of Being a Fat Chick. Fat Girl. Fat Girl. You were close, though. Chick Girl. I was so afraid I was going to stumble over all this work. <laughs> Practice three times it's, on the way here. But that's not even all of the title. Then it's like, uh, what is the underlying title? Oh, loving the skin you're in. It's such a mouthy title. I forgot my own book title, but it's a lot. So I don't blame you. So what made you, I mean, other than the obvious, I have a book out as well. So I understand the drive to really do something larger culturally and, and just be more empowering, supportive. What made you want to write a book? Well, a lot of people are asking me to write a book and maybe give my advice or my life story really and I didn't want to I didn't want to give my life story but I've been through a lot of shit in my life and uh, more than I would wish on most people uh, so I thought why not write a book I get asked all the time how are you so confident how did you you know love yourself and even though I don't have all the answers and I'm still figuring some of that out um, I thought why not just put it in a book so it's been, it's, I've learned a lot and uh, I probably have enough material to write another book, but I'm not emotionally ready for that. Yeah, I respect that. No, because I think what's really powerful for me about you and the work you do <clears throat> is that some people that are in the public eye or, you know, work in the industry, beauty, fashion, they present one consistent image of just always being perfect. And you are really powerful and honest in your authenticity where you've talked about the difficulty of being a parent. I've seen you like just letting it all out there. I was just talking to Miss Dottie about it before we came in that like how hard it is like being a parent, especially to, you know, I've got a 12 year old, I have, you know, uh, almost two year old and like balancing all of it. And then, you know, Miss Dottie, of course, understands because of what she does and what Amber does. And it's so much harder than I think I thought it was going to be. And there's so much pressure placed on moms to uh, not only be happy and perfect all the time, but to be demure and to never be sexy. And mm. I think that's stupid too. And so I feel like I'm constantly pushing against all of that and saying like, fuck you. <laughs> like, why? You know, and Amber is, is a trailblazer in that as well, saying like, 
um, you know, just because I have a kid, you can't take my sexuality away from me. Bam. But see, that's the quote right there. Just because I have a kid, you can't take my sexuality away from me. So powerful. I work with a lot of patients that come into my office that because they're now married and they're, you know, a wife or they're now a parent, a mother, they do believe that it's not appropriate or it's not healthy to still have a full diverse creative sexuality. Yeah. So you're out there doing it. Um, also, I just want to bring up, what is it like to have a second home at um, Disneyland? Because <laughs> I often wondered if you've been given like the penthouse in the Magic Castle or something, because every time I see your social media, you and Nick are there somehow. Hey, guess where we're going after this? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we're going to Disneyland. So unfair. Do you guys know that that is, and I've told Tess this before, that is one of my favorite places. Well, I told you people. we have to go. Yes. I love Disneyland and and I had to do a whole post because everyone was like, you guys must be balling out of control to go to Disneyland all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, there's season passes. Yes. So I'm not paying like $500 every time I go. That's for dick. Um, but no, I mean, who wouldn't want to pay like $60 a month and be able to go eat a churro whenever you want? Because that's one of the few places you can always find churros. It's just, I love that you just said that. That I love churros. And LA had a really cool high-end churro uh, boutique, like restaurant thing for, I think like six months. It didn't last well. Disneyland is the only other place I know other than sometimes outside events. Yeah, well, I just... I don't know. I like to go and like people watch and and also I get recognized a lot and like my followers really like, I don't know, they get so excited. So I kind of will just, people will tweet me and say, hey, I'm going to be there on Wednesday. Can you come see me? And so we'll take the family. And we'll go meet with them and take a photo. And so then... that's all it takes. I have to just roll in and tweet you guys <laughs> and say, will you come by? I'll probably see you more often if you meet me at Disneyland. Yeah, I'll be the guy <laughs> with the churro. <laughs> Sounds freaking amazing. Um, <clears throat> well, anyway, well done. I, I'm always really proud to have people like you out in the world because, again, a lot of my clients need uh, mentors and inspiration. And I send a lot of people to your social media to just see like what it looks like out in the world. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we met on... Uh, Amber Rose's VH1 show and I was you know already familiar with your work but um, fell in love with you more then so thanks for being you I love you too Chris so let's <laughs> talk about an interesting article that producer Ann slid to me this stuff always cracks me up so this is nine questions to ask on a first date according to divorce lawyers I saw this and I oh, couldn't did. read it because I it, like the title just made me so angry. But then I thought like there was a there was a subtitle under it that was like it's better to find out. Oh yeah, like upfront. Well, ready for what one of the questions is? Okay, this is what you ask on a first date. Number number one, are you married? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I literally just had a friend who who Nick and I were talking about this. She was in a relationship with this guy for like a year, and they would go to lunch and they would hang out. But he was like. Oh, well, I'm I, he never texts her at night and they never hung out at night. And so for her, she was like, well, he's probably just busy and she's not like codependent and needy mm-hmm. like me. Um, so she was just like, it's cool. I don't like I don't need to hear from him. She found out that he was like married with a family after like a year of being together. And that's a long time. And it just it's crazy. Yeah. So that, someone's trying to keep you during a specific set of yeah. hours. <laughs> Something's wrong for not red allowed flag. to see them. Yeah. yeah. Red flag. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to reframe what you said, not needy. Because one of the funny things me and Amber talk about all the time is me and Amber both love a lot of closeness, yeah. a lot of intimacy. We jokingly say that like when we're dating, we text someone every five minutes like, what are you doing now? How about right now? How it drives right now? Nick crazy. <laughs> Nick. If he won't, Nick. And, and he doesn't, he'll ignore my text. We actually got into not an argument, but a conversation this morning. I sent him something like nice and he didn't respond. And I was like, did you get my message? And he was like, yeah, but it did not everything needs a response. And I was like, it damn, does. but Nick. I was like, it does. <laughs> Luckily you're sitting far enough. I'm not going to call you to the table <laughs> to jump into like a couple's therapy session. <laughs> it's it's uh, just called love and care, Nick. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also understand that like everybody has, different levels totally. of love and I don't know. I get it. <laughs> let's let's take a call. <laughs> Good time to divert over to that. Uh, we have, hey, Telethal, you're on with Chris and Tess Holiday. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're not bad. Good. What can we help you with? Okay, I was calling because this year I'll be 30. And everybody around me, all my homegirls, are married. And all the guys that I feel like I've dated in the past, like high school, college, wow. they're married too. 
Okay. And to see that is is painful to me. It's like I just feel like I'm stuck, and everybody's just passing me by. Uh, I feel your pain because, as I talked about last week, my engagement was broken off and I was left. <laughs> We're not going to unpack that. But I feel you. I- I'm watching a lot of people on Facebook. They're like, it's New Year's Eve. We got engaged. And I'm like, unfollow. You know what <laughs> I mean? You're like, We're having our third baby. I'm like, unfollow. <laughs> Just not ready to see that. So, Tess, if you were single right now and you were watching everyone around you get married, what would you tell yourself? Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm I would probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that there's a lot of um a lot of good that can come out of enjoying your own company and I look, I need to take a take a lesson out of that book. But I, I think it's important to focus on yourself and like what makes you happy and and doing your own thing, but it's super hard when everyone around you feel like everyone's moving on. And you're stuck, but I feel like there's right. so many cooler things that you're probably doing that they wish they could do. Like you probably get to sleep till like noon if you want to, and that's bomb <laughs> because I wish I could. Yeah. But, <clears throat> are are they also unavailable socially because they're in com- committed relationships and getting married? Right. Like all of you know, you can't go out with your homework girl mm. anymore because she's married. So they're like, we don't hang out with single people anymore. It's like, mm. okay. You all have got married, y'all have got babies. And here I am like, okay, there's no one to cook for. There's well, if you live near, where do you live? Oh, you're in Mississippi. That's unfortunate because if you tweeted at Tess, her and Nick would join you in Disneyland anytime you want, apparently. That's what I heard. So. I'm from Mississippi. We can hang out next time I'm there and talk about uh, how awful married people are, even though I'm married. <laughs> yeah. Are you dating right now? No, I'm not dating. I don't even know. I don't know how to get back out there when my circle has moved on. It's like, why why put yourself through that even though that's what you want? And everybody that you've tried this with will be like, oh, we're engaged and, you know. Well, the beauty of online dating, although it comes with a lot of problems, is that you expand your reach mm-hmm. where you can talk to people and connect to people that are far further than you would normally encounter out in the world. Have you ever dated online, Tess? My husband is imported from Australia. Oh, that's right. So we met on Tumblr, not a dating website, but actually everyone I've dated, I have met on online dating. And I actually moved to LA from Seattle, Washington to be with my last partner. So I love love online dating. It's just really, it's, it's really hard and tricky and you have to have good open communication with the other person and, and a set timeframe of when it will end. And you have to, I mean, it's tough, but I also think like Chris said, it's amazing because I wouldn't have the life I had if it wasn't for online dating. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I actually Mm -hmm. attribute a lot of my relationships to that as well. The past, Three people that I was in serious committed relationships with, I met online. One of them on Instagram, so I value it highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like when I when I was dating, everything was cool. I'm not gonna say the guys are bad guys. It's just I didn't get the guy. Mm. But that's not always the goal of dating. Remember that. You know, the success of dating isn't marriage or length of time. It's it's just about right. enjoying but what occurs. Be- What's up? To be wined and dined with a guy or whatever, and you, you know, you're meeting family and everything, and the next thing you know, they come out and say, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm engaged." It's like, why can't you tell me this before? Oh wait, this is different. <sighs> oh, so you were you were seeing someone, and you thought it was moving in a direction of uh, commitment, seriousness, and they told you they were engaged. Yeah. Okay, because I was just telling Tess that I was reading an article called uh, Nine Questions to Ask on a First Date, and one of them was, are you married? But I guess another one is, are you engaged? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who would have thought you got to ask questions like that, right? You assume single. I mean, don't. you do have to ask questions like that. You I mean, sure you do. Really do have to, you really do have to ask questions like that, but it's like to blatantly be lied to. You know, a guy would mm. say, oh, no, I'm not involved with anything, but I got a baby mama. Mm. You know, that's drama right there. And then... Maybe, you know, you talk to this guy for a year because they can put on really, really good. It's like, okay, I'm hanging with you already and you got another life. So mm. I just I, I just quit. I don't want to go through that no more. It's, it's humiliating. I know it sounds cheesy, but I think there is validity to uh, people when they say that um, when you're not looking and you're kind of doing your own thing and focusing on yourself that uh, that you'll find somebody. And I mean, that's 
ha- it's it's true for me and it's true for some people I like meet. But I also think like maybe if you're having bad luck, like like really look in and find something that's going to make you happy. And I think maybe mm-hmm. on the course of doing that, you might find something really great. But also mm-hmm. maybe at least you got some free meals, girl. Because <laughs> I, There's a bright I'm not, side. I'm not mad at it. But also you um, you know now to say, um, are you engaged? Do you have a family? Like, you know, lay it out. No, but. Tess is right, right, though. I think some people, if they want to be in a committed relationship, they spend their downtime feeling bad that they're not versus saying, what can I do with my week or month that yeah. would feel meaningful otherwise? I mean, that's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do with my single dome. Like I'm online again. So shout out to those that I'm talking to, <laughs> but I'm also thinking about other things I want to do with my time. Like I'm reconnecting with friends that are really important to me that I wasn't able to see because I was <clears throat> too busy prioritizing this other person and, you know, doing other career things. So right. um, hang in there. Listen, go back online, give it a try. I think relationships are so powerful and beautiful and they transform us. I think it should be a priority. So go back on and um, don't let disappointment harden you like stay soft, stay yeah. open and circle back mm-hmm. and let let us know how it goes. For sure. Okay, thank you. All right, be well. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's heartbreaking to hear, though. I was dating this guy when I lived in Mississippi, and he had eight children, which I was like, that's cool. But then he was like, I'm only... You know, he was kind of seeing someone and me, and then I found out that he was seeing all he had seven baby mamas and he was seeing all of them and me and I was like I didn't even know and then I, I couldn't even be mad at him because it was so slick that I was like I just can't even but be mad how at did you he have time like how often was he able to see you That's well a lot he was obviously never with his children so not that great of a guy but yeah I mean it's crazy like people are like even hearing her story it just makes me mad yeah. because i just wish people were more honest with others and themselves on what they yes. what they need yeah be open be honest and and if that's your life that's cool but find someone who's compatible with that i mean that's the problem i think with dating at least in america specifically um everyone focuses more on catching someone getting someone and so it's about manipulation and game playing and doing what you have to do to get what you want versus just being authentic like i tell people dating's about uh being known not being liked and so when i go on a date i say to myself i might like this person but i might find out we're not compatible and that's important to find out and so go in fully authentic yeah I think the game playing is really hard because I'm not good at that at all. Good. But all of my, I would always like when I first started dating Nick, he was the first person that I didn't have to worry. Like, should I text him? Should I call him? What should I do? Because he would respond to my text. Not anymore because we're married. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. He's like, yeah, not now. No. <laughs> Awesome, but back then he did. That was sweet. Wait, that's beautiful. So that, but that's such a powerful thing. You know, if you have to question whether or not someone's interested, often it's because they're not. A hundred percent, right? I I learned through being with him that if a guy wants you, he'll show you, or a girl, or whoever. If if someone wants you, they'll show you. Yeah. And that's always powerful for me because, again, for me, it's never about do I like them, do they like me, although that's in there. It's also about are we compatible. Yeah. And so in the early stages, you find out how they like to date. And I like to date with a lot of closeness, a, a, a lot of intimacy. I, I bond right away. Um, I spend a lot of time with them. And so in early dating, if they don't want to do that, I need to know that. Yeah. And even if I like you, we're not necessarily compatible for me because I... Like a lot of the people I date, they move in right away. We move quick. <laughs> we, I, I feel like I would have done that, but Nick and I were in Australia for three years, the first three years of our re- relationship, and we've been married two plus years. And I feel like we're like still dating, sort of like still figuring it out because yeah. we didn't have all of that in the beginning. Yeah. So I feel like there's other stuff that we're figuring out now, but at least we're figuring it out. So yeah, but that's what keeps relationships interesting. I actually <laughs> enjoy the figuring out stage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing. You're like, I don't mind skipping it. <laughs> no, I do. I think like I, 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 we. I've said this before. With my God, I feel like all I'm doing is talking about my husband. I feel so lame. But there's um, I like finding out new things each day. Like I'm still surprised at things I learn, and so I think that's always interesting to to be able to be with someone for a long time and still find out things. And you might not like those things, but yeah, you find them out. That's intimacy. 
Next time you're on, he's not coming. <laughs> uh, so really quickly, I want to talk about the Grammys. The sixth annual Grammy Awards Live is coming on CBS All Access. You can stream the entire event, and the host is the hilarious James Corden. Um, it's this Sunday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific Time. Uh, music's biggest night, so of course they have everyone who's huge. Childish Gambino, Lady Gaga, never goes wrong. Uh, Little Big Town, Pink. Have you seen her last performances? Um, no, but I I used to love Pink when I was like a teenager, and she like like when she was still kicking ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I heard her speech that she did at Stunning. um yeah I don't remember which award show. I don't either. But it was incredible. Oh, cause she got like a lifetime. I don't know. She got some kind of award, and any I thought that it was fantastic. So even though I wanted to like. The part of me was like, oh, I can't like her anymore because I'm cool. But then, like, I think what she, I think what she's doing is really interesting because uh, she's basically saying, look, I'm not socially accepted for my looks. People say I look like a guy or I'm too masculine or whatever. But you know, I'm telling my daughter that it's that this is how I look and I love the way I look. And I think uh, I wish more people were were saying things like that. Oh so. yeah, it's bold and also. Uh, when she performs, she like swings like she's incredibly fit feet in the air. She does like all down. of that trapeze stuff yeah. and like so. It I keeps mean, pushing the boundaries of it. P.S. She really does. Yeah. So I can't. I really can't be mad at any of so that. So the bar's high for you, Pink, at the Grammys. Let's see what you got. <laughs> um, anyway, watch the show across multiple screens. You can go on your mobile device, desktop, TV connected devices, and you can start your free trial of CBS All Access now by visiting cbs.com/amber. Um, yeah, it's this Sunday, January 28th, 7.30, 4.30 Pacific time. Do you watch award shows? Are you going to um, watch? <clears throat> I will watch that because Lady Gaga and Pink, um, I think they're great. Welcome back to Love Line with Amber Rose. We have another caller. Emily, you're on with Dr. Chris and Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm freaking out. I love you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. I don't know if you loved me or Chris. That's what the delay on saying uh, something. Honestly, both. Okay. <laughs> both. We love you too. <laughs> um, okay, so my question is is that uh, I recently became single, and I've been flirting with this guy that I work with because we actually um, used to hook up in the past. The only problem is, is that now, in the past two years, he got promoted and he's my boss. So it's super not allowed. So I was just wondering, like, should I just give up and not pursue it and ignore it? Should I like try and just like try to keep it a secret? It, it feels like a bad idea, but like part of it is so hot because he's my boss and it's not allowed. Um, I'm laughing because, um, well, this has never happened, but I've had bosses that were always uh, interested in me. And I was like, I can't do that. Um, if it were me personally, I probably wouldn't because I, um, I like money and I if I, I like my job and so I wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardize that but I also get why you would want to because it is kind of hot sneaking around and doing all of that you <laughs> but, have such good boundaries Tess I love that you're like do I? I'm sorry this is my job I'm not going to cross over that but thank you for appreciating me <laughs> taking the compliment uh, but um but I think like I, I don't know I think that's tricky I mean I guess it depends on if um you guys feel it's going to go anywhere because for me in order for me to do it i would need it to be worth the risk <laughs> like, yeah I that's a good question like, are you interested in this person beyond sex or sex what is just the compatibility between the two of you uh i definitely don't think so because i just got out of a relationship so i'm really not ready to build a relationship with this person Find and for me i'm still in college so <laughs> my job is just like i agree yeah you're yeah. in college you are around a lot of people that would be happy to have sex with you don't 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 have sex with someone who might impact your you know finances and income. Although I do agree with the okay. hotness of that. Like <laughs> me and Tess are like over here high five. Yeah, so like, that's kind of But it's a risk. I just feel like I just like wouldn't want to mess up. Yeah, like my financial situation over over. Yeah, totally. Like he just doesn't sound very worth it. If you're having to ask yourself, I feel like he's probably. Yeah, it's interesting what people do, though. I was a guest once on a talk show, <clears throat> and sometimes I think it's because of the work I do. There's a lot of assumptions about my sexuality and my boundaries, 
And the producer said to me like, Hey, so uh, you know, I live down the street and I was like, that's cool. It must be a really quick walk to work. <laughs> and they were like, no, but like, I live like right down the block. And I was like, yeah, close to work. And then I was like, Oh, you were, you were propositioning me. I was like, yes, I'm sex positive to all that, but like, don't want to go have sex with you. And I'm a guest on your show. And that's yeah. kind of weird. And you don't know what my boundaries are. So, you know, glad people are confident, but um, yeah, I wouldn't have sex with this person. There's probably other people to yeah. enjoy out there. The world is a big okay, place totally. of people sure to bang. Yeah. <laughs> and we're at one of our highest rates of singledom. So not like everyone's all married up, although our last caller seems to think so, but like we're at our highest rate of singledom right now. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm home from school right now. So I think that's why I'm getting a little bored, but once I go back, I'll probably forget all about it. I got married in the time that Tinder has been around and like all of those apps. So I don't really understand it. I feel like such a, I feel like, you know, uh, I feel like I should know more about this, but I feel, I don't know where you live unless you live in like the middle of nowhere. Jersey. I feel like there, Oh, well there you go. So there has to be somewhere that you can uh, find someone on an app if you're that bored. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess I'm just nervous. Cause like I was also I've been in a relationship that became popular. So now I'm like all weirded out by like just picking people based on a picture. It feels so weird. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, we lost you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it can be weird to date based on pictures, but <clears throat> I don't know. So you've never had to do Tinder and all that. So it's an interesting thing. No, I you. feel like I'm completely, I, but honestly, I'm glad that I don't because I, like my best friends all have, I mean, they, there's interesting stories, but there's also, uh, there's a ton of horror stories. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like, on Tindering. I'm on Tinder right now and I'm not enjoying anything about it at all. Yeah. At all. At all. <laughs> Not at all. I Not can. You look so sad <laughs> when you're sad. Don't say that. That's what Amber was saying last podcast. She's like, I can see the sadness. I of can. Your you just look. I don't. But I mean, also, you're talking about Tinder and not enjoying it. And that would probably make anyone sad in general. Yeah. yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> it's only about like two weeks in. So I think I'm still adjusting from the loss i mean we were engaged yeah like we were talking about marriage and things like that but um anyway <laughs> we pushed forward <laughs> they gotta have this list of nine things to ask on first dates because i, I want to know another one other um, than like the marriage thing yeah these are actually this is they're actually pretty good i, I agree with a lot of these um i kind of wrote them down over here okay so some of these you have to kind of weed through a little bit but one of them was where did you go on your last vacation and what I actually do like about that is, and I think I'm thinking clinically, but I work with some clients that are sober. I work with some clients that um, don't in, don't fit into some social norms. And so I like questions like that. And I tell them to ask questions like, what did you do on the weekend? Not just to get a sense of compatibility as far as the social piece. People think about sexual compatibility and physical compatibility and emotional compatibility, but there's that social piece. Like if you're sober and your significant other is a partier. Is on like a rager totally for like the be whole weekend. Hard, yeah. yeah, totally. I didn't I would never think to ask something like I that. I always do. Most of now. my questions when I when I was going on dates were I well actually I didn't really get past a lot of questions because most of the guys that would take me on dates were so hung up on my size that they would just usually watch a TV that was over my head during the date or just ignore everything because they were like, you're much fatter in real life than I thought you would be. And I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess I'm like, all of that's new to me too, but, um, definitely the compatibility thing is super important. Yeah. I'm a big fan of asking about what people do on the weekends because I'm just not out there socializing hard. What did you do last weekend? Um, Oh man, I have to think back. I'm really bath chronology. What was last <laughs> weekend? I mean, I'll say this. I have a lot of work stuff going on. Like I'm working on my next book. Um, I have a bunch of lectures coming up, which by the way, yeah, I'm going to be speaking. Uh, the link is on my Instagram, but I'm going to be speaking at UCLA next month. So get your tickets. But um, I went to uh, LACMA to see some art exhibits. Oh, cool. I went to the movies, which I never, ever seem to do, even though I live in LA, right? Uh, I joined a boot camp fitness thing. You did so much. I threw a birthday party for my 12 year old and that's literally kind of a big it. Deal, no. It was, but like I, I wasn't like cultured in any way. You at least, like, <laughs> 12 year old birthday party doesn't like nourish you culturally. And um, no, not unless you consider staring at like a little Caesars box and like <laughs> picking up, oh, picking so up. Sweet, pretty much it. So 12 year olds don't have like party themed birthdays anymore. 
He did a Pac-Man theme. Oh, cool. So we actually decorated Wait, the how house. does he know Pac-Man? Why do I feel like that's really um, Because his dad is like 40 and I'm 32. And I don't know. We're like, we're young and hip, but like vintage stuff. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, he, he likes a lot of stuff that probably most people his age wouldn't. So I'm lucky in that respect. But also, I have to watch SpongeBob on repeat. So that's not as cool. Never seen it. You're so lucky. Why are you gasping? Yeah. She's gasping. I'm sorry, Anne. I'm a high level intellectual SpongeBob now. <laughs> I like horror movies. Yeah, what movie did you see? Um Oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, the three billboards. We that wanted to see that, but I didn't know if I'd be I feel like that was probably too heavy for you, like being <clears throat> Let me tell you something. Sad. We had <clears throat> there was a big discussion about this. I personally was not comfortable with a lot of the movie. They threw the N word around a lot. Uh, they said faggot a lot. They made fun of someone's body. They made of someone, someone else's mm-hmm. eye condition. Like it was just, they were making fun of disabilities. It just was like a lot of okay. that kind of psychological violence that I don't feel enjoyment while watching or hearing period. You should go see the shape of water. Is that good? Because Nick, I love Nick referred to it as a fish porno. But it really... <laughs> now, that's, that's a good thing or a bad thing? Like, where do I go with that? It was... I mean, it was good. Like, you Nick, know... It's a fish porno. <laughs> it's a fish porno. You would like it because... Um, I mean, look, there's a there's a lot going on, but it's a beautiful movie, and it's a really good story. is it about love? I mean, that's story. the sense I got. It's about love, but it's Tess, about... But it's... <laughs> Not ready it's, for watching love. I don't want to spoil the movie, because okay. it's, like, buzzing right now, but it's... I, I don't know. I think it's a good movie. That's on my enjoy list. It. That and The Greatest Showman are the two people keep telling me I have to see. I can't do musicals, even oh, though okay. I love Hugh Jackman, okay. and uh, but yeah, I can't. And wow. I love Zac Efron. What happens to you with musicals? I... <laughs> I don't know. My brain just turns off. Is like it too I just hokey? a little bit. Yeah, I get, I get it. But but the cast is great, and uh, I don't know. We go to the movies like once a week. You should go with us. That's great. Please invite me. No, I, I will. I I don't know why I don't go, but I don't. I don't. And like horror tends to be my favorite as well. So really? You don't like horror movies? No, I do. There's like there's a new one coming out with what's his name from The Office, and the whole premise mm. of the movie is that you have to be quiet. So they don't talk in the entire, like they don't talk in the movie because that's how the people can hear you to kill you. So it's pretty dope. So let's go oh, see that. I don't I remember mean, the name of it, but uh, it looks really good. Heavy. Yeah. Don't talk or they'll find you and kill you. Pretty much. Um, so here's actually back to the questions to ask. I honestly believe of all the questions you could ask someone on a date to understand how healthy they are relationally is this one. How did your last relationship end? Uh, how? Because I work with some people where they burn it down and and they don't leave as lovingly as possible or as supportive as possible. And I think it's a good sign if someone can be like, it didn't go well, we weren't right, but we tried to lovingly, amicably like kind of back out. Yeah, I think that's important. I used to completely ghost people and would van- if I didn't like somebody, I would just completely vanish off Harsh. the face of the earth. It was so Harsh. mean. I would never do that now. And I realize how bad it was to do that now. But um, And also... That you can, um, I'm learning this even even though I don't always like it, you can still stay friends with exes. Yeah, I mean, but, it might take time and it might yeah. sometimes be painful, but I agree with you. I, I, I tend to date people that are good people, and so I want to have some parts of them in my life still. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the ghosting thing is hard. I work really hard if I'm not interested to be really honest with someone. Like, hey, had fun hanging out. It's not a match. All People do it all the time. No, like they just I, I just read an, uh, an article actually where this um, this girl found out that her she she went to her boyfriend's house. They had been together for two years. He was sick. So she brought him soup and the, uh, the article's gone uh, viral. But she brought the guy soup. And then she when she was coming coming into his room, she saw him in bed with his ex-girlfriend. And so she left the soup and she left the key, like she um, left her house key to his house and she blocked him on everything, messaged her friends. Like she completely disappeared out of his life because she was like, I can't, like he hurt me so bad and I don't want him to know that I know what he did. And I was like that, like I wanted to be mad at what she did, but I also thought like, that takes a lot of like, but she was like, I he doesn't deserve an explanation on why I left him, but that was pretty harsh. Wounded. Um, she was wounded. Yeah, that's yeah. wounding. Wow. <laughs> no, it really that's is. Really wounded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still talking to my ex a little bit, mm. 
but what, what I feel was, like that would be so hard though. I wouldn't be able to, is. I wouldn't be able to keep boundaries of not taking it to, because I would probably miss them. So you're afraid you'd go into a more romantic past. Yeah. What, what's helpful for that not to happen, man, I, I'm opening this up. Um, is that, uh, my ex is starting to move towards a lifestyle that I don't understand or relate to. And so I don't know that I understand this person anymore. Weird. Yeah. It's also hard when you've, uh, when you've loved someone for so long and then you see that side of them and you're, it really messes with you. Yeah. I'm like, who, I don't know who you are. So I feel like that might be, that might help with closure as well. That's cool. I'm, I'm just going to move in with you and Nick. You guys seem cool. Well, we you have guys, a you guys spare bedroom. In a third? Oh, or just in the spare bedroom. I mean, <laughs> whatever role I can play. I'm in. Nick is way too excited about this. So <laughs> we have a caller on the line. Sarah, you are on with Dr. Chris and Tess holiday. How are you? Hi, Dr. Chris. Hi, Tess. Um, I'm a little heartbroken today, actually. Um, But yeah, so that's why I'm calling. Me too, Sarah. Me too. Get in line. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Literally, I saw that you posted, I think it was on Instagram or something a few weeks ago, and it said, oh, it's a heartbroken episode. And I'm like, oh, what happened? Um, I just so happened to take a screenshot of the phone number. And then I heard last week's episode, and you're like, I'm going to tell everybody to break up. I'm like, I think I should call Dr. Chris and see. (laughs) So how can yeah, we help but, you? Okay, so when I had called and left a message, it was like, um, well, here's some background. So I had been dating this guy. Um, you had, right? So I had been dating this guy since end of September um, till like, yesterday. And he, we were, he really liked me, like, in the beginning. You know, I went on a date with him. It was really cool. Um, did I really see it going further? Not really. Maybe just, like, a good time, whatever. Um, but then he just, he just really likes me and, you know, they always say you should have someone that loves you more than you love them or something. So I, I stuck with it. And then one day I was just, he said something that left a bad taste in my mouth and I was really upset and I broke up with him. And then, um, we had broken up like three or four times since, um, before Christmas. So this was like mm, beginning of October when we officially are together until, December like 15th or something and we've broken up four or five times like that's not really healthy in the first place but every single time it's like okay we're gonna work on it we have issues like we'll work on our issues I have an anger issue which is why like you know I got really upset and I could have talked about it so you know whatever like we're learning and we're growing and then um so and like I don't know he just says stuff and the communication is really off okay whatever and so um, then, like, after the new year, he contacted me, and I had really missed him, and he had really missed me, so we spent the night together, and then we just got back together, and um, just so, so we've been together, okay, fine, we haven't broken up, which is really good, um, and then this past week, I went to Walt Disney World on a family vacation, so it was like one of those things where distance makes the heart grow fonder, and you just... Uh, I missed him a lot again, and he missed me a lot, so we were really excited to see each other when I came back, and that was on Sunday, and today is, what, Thursday, we had spent every single night together, and then yesterday, um, and, like, I didn't really want to have sex every single day, and I think he was really upset by that, so yesterday, he's telling me, like, oh, I need space, I don't think we should be together, I don't feel this is right, but my thing is, Dr. Chris, like, we said that we were going to work on things, and I... Like, that's one part of how I feel about it is, like, why didn't you just talk to me about this? Like, if you just don't want to see me every day, like, I get it. And then another part is, I'm sorry, I might get emotional. Um, But another part is, like, why didn't I trust my own intuition? And why didn't I trust myself? And why did I let this guy gas me up all the time? And I'm a huge, staunch feminist. You know, I was at Amber's Slut Walk and, you know, all these things. And I just, why is it that I didn't trust myself and I let myself get sucked into this when I knew from the beginning I didn't really even want to be with him like why did that happen so I'm sorry that was really long winded oh no but that was really honest and vulnerable so I appreciated that I also don't think that you should feel bad because I'm a feminist and I find myself like getting into habits and feeling bad um, about stuff with my husband that I know is not like is a little bit unreasonable or even, you know, like irrational. Um, mm-hmm. So that doesn't make you like 
less of a strong woman or a feminist that just makes you human and obviously you have like a soft heart and I do too but um you know I I'm gonna let Chris jump in but you shouldn't feel bad about um, about getting Thank you. upset no that was that was so powerful I mean hear what she just said because I I agree with you like feminism is awesome but it's something you aspire to it's something you hope for and you're a person first and you know like neurologically our brains are a social organ we're meant to wire and connect to people and it doesn't care about ideology and politics and ethics and it's really hard to then disentangle ourselves once we've attached and that can be very confusing where loneliness or longing we sometimes think means that i'm meant to be with them or i love them and it doesn't always or can but that doesn't mean they're right for us it's a lot to sort through I think it's also hard when someone is, I've been in your situation similarly where someone's interested in you and you don't like them as much, but it's better than having, it's better than being alone in that, in that situation. And so I think maybe in your situation, it's nice to have someone around and, and that makes you feel good, but you don't really seem like super Mm -hmm. into them, you know? Yeah. Well, my whole thing from the beginning was, and it's just like, Okay, being a feminist, yeah. But it's like, I know the statistics of domestic violence, and I know, like, the emotional abuse. And I know my cousin's a domestic violence advocate, and I'm just like, so with this whole getting together and breaking up the next day, like, you're right, Dr. Chris, there is, like, a, you know, you really feel the heartbreak, and there's a sense of longing, and you miss the person when you break, when you guys break up. But, like, is would you consider that a type of, like, emotional abuse? Because... When I would break up with him, he would guilt me. Not, I wouldn't say guilt me, but every single time he'd be like, well, Christine, you said that you loved me. How could you say you love me and then break up with me? And then it's like, then I would talk to him face to face and then he would just charm me and then we'd get back together and then we'd break up again. Like, that's the type of cycle. And I don't, right. and I just keep finding myself getting caught in that cycle. And it's right. so ridiculous. Like, I'm crying about it on the freaking radio show right now. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, number one, the fact that you're crying about it is a sign of vulnerability and yeah. like care. That, that, that's fine. That's healthy. That's no, I mean, really I understand beautiful. that. I'm very empathetic. <laughs> I am very empathetic. But I'll say so this like, part. I'll say this that um, chronic relational problems, that's not a good sign in such a small period of time when you haven't really gotten to know this person. So it really sounds like a sign of not having a lot of compatibility. I'll just keep using that word. Um, Yes, I agree with you, Dr. Chris. And then when you said that you and your boy, you and your fiance were compatible in some ways and not compatible in other ways, that's exactly how I feel about David. We are not like our communication. It is not a strong enough foundation to build a relationship on. And I've told him this and he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't need to listen to you. I want you to take care of yourself and set some boundaries. And that might mean you have to not be available to him. Mm. If you feel like he's good at manipulating and pulling you back in. Sometimes that means you have to set a boundary and block them. I've had patients block people. Yeah. But I was going to, I literally, I was just about to say it's time to change your phone number, but no, I mean, I think it's healthy to, if this is what you want to, yeah. Like he said, you have to set boundaries. I've done this with friendships that weren't good for me. Mm. You know, like you, you keep trying and trying to be there for the person and because you feel bad and because obviously you care about the person and it's clear that you care about David but I don't think that he's best for you and I think you know that so um it doesn't you shouldn't feel bad about doing what's best for you yeah agreed and this is and some people don't always agree with this comment but um I think it might be good for you to immediately put yourself out there and start trying to date and give him some emotional relational competition not literally but like in your heart and body and let someone else kind of distract you and remind you that there's other people out there that are better for you mm. and move kind yeah. of yeah and also like dr chris i was totally dating somebody else like who is perfect on paper like law student like you know has a good job you know doing good things like perfect on paper but this attraction really wasn't there you know it's just i don't know it's just hard to explain but yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna go out there and start dating but it's like I don't know. It's just so weird. Do this. Read Tess's book. <laughs> it will infuse you with empowerment. Follow her on social media. She'll let you see what probably looks like. Um, hey, I, that recent picture that came out, you work it, girl. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. I, I actually wanted to talk to Dr. Chris about that afterwards. Okay. Because, we'll yeah, but I appreciate it. Love the thing it. you're in. Right? Thank you, girl. Yeah. Uh, but circle yeah. back, Sarah, and let me know how it goes. Calls back. Okay. Definitely. All right. Okay. Good luck. I just, it's just hard. I have to give him something like that he left in my car. So no, I you don't. You, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can mail it or you can leave it somewhere and That's just right. yeah. Yeah, but can, I 
I already suggested that he doesn't want me to do that. Well, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what he wants. It matters what you want. All right. So. Bye, Sarah. Okay. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Talk to me about this picture. Bum, bum, oh, bum. so did you see my naked photo yes. of my uh, butt and back rolls? The untouched up one. Is that yeah, the one? the one that Nick took. So we were... Yes, Nick, you are an amazing photographer. <laughs> he is Shout an amazing out. photographer. Yeah. Phenomenal. He wants to take photos of you, so we need to make that Dumb. happen. Disney okay. photos. So I posted the photo. We. Um, it's funny, I took that at one of our good friend's house um, in Agora Hills and her mom was visiting from England. And so her mom was sitting on the on the patio. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I get naked and take a photo? And her mom's like, do your thing. <laughs> so that's when I look at that photo, I just think like Maka was sitting in the back looking at me naked. Um, but I there were so many people and I wanted to talk about this because I felt like it was important. Um, my Twitter mentions are an absolute shit show because it went viral and a lot of people were talking about it. And in the caption, uh, Nick wrote that women deserve respect whether we basically have clothes on or not. And so a ton of dudes were just like, and, and mostly dudes that love Trump were, <laughs> were saying, <Shocked. laughs> yeah, they were saying, uh, well, this isn't the way to earn respect, you know, because you're naked and no one wants to see that and put clothes on. And like, even though that's such a boring and lazy thing, I, I feel like it's something that we need to keep talking about and, and, and I used to be that way. I remember um, Nick and I had a few friends that did, were sex workers and that would post stuff online. Mm. And I remember thinking like, God, how could you do that? Like, how could you like, and they were in relationships, like committed monogamous relationships. And I would think like, wouldn't your partner get mad? And then I realized like my, my husband obviously encourages me to do that. But I think it's incredibly frustrating that there's still so many people out there that think, because you happen to be naked um, and sharing it uh, online, that that means that you don't deserve respect or that you don't respect yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I Nick, I like what Nick said because I agree with that. In that, um, if you respect women or you respect people, you respect them regardless of how they're presenting themselves or what they're wearing. It's just an innate thing that you have or don't have. And so, if they can't respect you all naked, then I don't believe that they have respect you with your clothes on either. Also the whole, yeah, and also the whole um, sexuality being, or uh, the nudity being sexual as well, because... This is interesting, so say more. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, look, I am still learning a little bit about this because I still have my own, like, I get like, um, I get like, I don't want to say like a fear reaction, I guess. I get like anxiety, I think sometimes, like... Because I'm still untraining my mind a bit because I grew up in I grew up in the Bible Belt and in a very uh, not I wouldn't say strict, but my my household was very like Southern Baptist, Mm. you know, and and there was a lot of stuff that I learned. And then it wasn't until I got into the real world that I realized that there were there's maybe different sides to what the the story that I was told, you know, so um. It's hard. Like, I think that there's, in my my opinion, when I shared that photo, I wasn't trying to be sexual. You weren't like, trying to it arouse. Wasn't, no, not at all. And when I look at that photo, like, it's just a pretty photo. Like, here's, the, I just, here's the catch, though, is that <clears throat> intent isn't always the same as impact. So even though your intent was um, naturalness, beauty, yeah. uh, whatever, that un- we can sexualize and eroticize anything. For sure. And so even if you were fully clothed, one could have eroticized the crap out of a fully clothed picture yep. of you because we can eroticize anything and we have such diverse arousal templates. So that's outside of your control. And so that's also part of what, if I was running your social media, would say like, what you choose to see as sexual has nothing to do with me or what I do. Yeah. You can project that onto anything. And so you're you're saying more about you if you think me naked is sexual than, than you're saying about me. I also posted that photo right after I wished my 12-year-old happy birthday. So that photo is right beside a photo of my 12-year-old. And so a ton of people commented on my son's photo saying like, how would he feel about his mom being naked on the internet? And um, it's almost like Amber's doing this show because this is all stuff that she deals yeah, with. Yeah, did Amber come up? Well, <laughs> she, had a, she had a really popular picture that went viral where she was in the water in the ocean holding Sebastian's hand and she had a hat on that said slut. Yeah. And people were like, what a horrible mother that you'd wear a hat like that while holding your son's hand. And it was like, actually, it's the sign of the opposite. Yeah. It's a sign of your mission, Tess, yeah. that you're trying to integrate that. Like, I'm a mom. 
I'm a feminist, I'm a healthy individual, I have a healthy family, and I want my son to understand the distinctions and be able to integrate all that. A hundred percent. And I don't want him to find shame in and, and to feel bad when he, you know, when he's seeing bodies like mine. And I don't, you know, I, I think it's important. So it's just... Um, I, I guess I'm answering my own question that we just have to keep doing more yeah. stuff like that. But um, I wish that uh, I wish that people could just calm the fuck down. And, and I have my own versions of that where I purposefully, when I lecture at Ivy League schools or I'm on major daytime talk shows, I'll wear shirts that show my tattoos. Because I'm not going to subscribe the idea that in order to be taken seriously as an intellectual and a doctor, I have to look a certain way yeah. because I don't and I won't. And I'm quite radical and I want to normalize the diversity of intellectualism. And so that's my version of that. Like I wear form-fitting short sleeve dress shirts and there's my tattoos and there's my biceps and, and whatever. And then you just say all this smart stuff and then people just <laughs> Drop, melt. Stop dropping them gems. Uh, but no, so I have my own version of what you're talking about. I think it's really powerful. And I also had that even with my own sexuality where my sexuality is quite diverse and creative. I'm sexually fluid, some somewhat bisexual. And I often wonder like my own image is not a lot about my own eroticism and how seriously will a doctor be taken if he were to show some nudity or to be seen online dating because yeah. that affects some people. But me and you have to keep doing what we're doing anyway to change that. hundred percent. You know, So keep posting those pictures. I mean, I think it's powerful. And the fact that you got such pushback is a sign of how needed it is. And so it's a sign to do more. It was my most liked photo ever on social it's beautiful. media. So beautiful I love picture. upsetting people. <laughs> That's, that's the work. Uh, so we have another caller. We have Michelle on the phone. Michelle, you are on with Dr. Kristen Tess Holiday. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? We're good. Good. Tess, I'm a huge fan. Dr. Chris, of course, I'm a huge fan as well. I've been a listener of the show for over a year. Um, but that's so crazy. I didn't know Tess was going to be on. That's amazing. Surprise. <laughs> so what's your question? Yeah, that's great. Oh, sorry. What's up, Michelle? Tell us what's going on. How can we help you? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. It just kind of went dead. Um, okay, so I don't really have a question. I didn't know how to phrase it into a question, but it's something that I've come across uh, in my sexual life. Um, so I'm a heterosexual female, So, um, and I tend to date fairly straight heterosexual men. I mean, for the exception of, like, one partner, I've always been kind of, um, what's the word, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll just say the situation. Like when I'm on my period, we don't have sex, and it's so frustrating. Especially like the older I'm getting, because it's like you still want to. Yeah, right? especially when you're on your period, you're even more horny. And I've been in situations where it's like, oh, you're on your period. Okay, never mind. And then it's like not even discussed. I've been in situations where it's like, I'll be like, well, we could put a towel down. We can go in the shower. And they're like, yeah, but. And I'm like, but what? Like. It may, I don't know, just, or like, we'll get into the moment and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're on your period. Well, could you still blow me? It's like, hold on. Like, I just get Where's so like, frustrated. I keep coming out. I keep like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be interrupting. Am I interrupting? My no, no. He, he, was a, he, was, uh, he was saying, like, what are you um, getting out of doing, uh, out of like blowing the person? Wait, say that again? We're agreeing no. with you. We're, We're agreeing saying, with what you. What the hell? You're there too. You want some pleasure. It's not just about him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I like, I've, I'll like get in arguments about, it. I'm like, you literally put your face down there. You're willing to put like your parts inside of me, but because it's just like a little extra lubricated, it's like a problem <laughs> for you. And it's just like, I don't know, like they just shut down and they don't know how to talk about it. But and this like, is, this is what's so, I'm this very, is in, love like, sex. I'm very into like opening up my partner and like yeah. being open myself as well. Like, especially like listening to this podcast and I'll bring up ideas like Dr. Chris, I have your book. Like I'll bring up so many ideas where it's like what I'm asking for isn't that much. You're asking and for, listen, 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 let me make this I don't know, I, something I kind of wanted to talk about. You're asking for more intimacy and closeness. When people ask for things sexually and that's why I talk to people that are like, I don't do this, I don't do that. I'm saying you're, you're blocking getting closer to the person you're being sexual with when you set all these limits around things you won't do. And some of this is very much some body shaming, anti-feminist rhetoric, yeah. which is like female sexuality and orgasm isn't as important important and I'm going to pathologize normal female vaginal you know functioning and I'm going to be disgusted by smells and, and discharge and it's like that's called a human being also I know that you know this Michelle but um because you're already asking or you're talking about this but um being a woman there's and man there's a lot that like comes with 
it. And there's a lot that my vagina does that sometimes I wish it didn't. And there's stuff that goes on. But I also feel like you have to have somebody that's going to be down to have sex with you when you're when you're menstruating because that's completely ridiculous but i will but i will yeah, say that you yeah. used to make me i've made that decision like yeah. i'm never going to date somebody who shames me for wanting sex while i'm on my period or for that like makes me feel disgusting it's like well would you rather me pregnant and that and then like you we have a kid like what do you want this is like the outcome of us doing being safe i i think that um i used to be very uncomfortable with it and i the i feel um completely boring on this episode because i've referenced my partner a lot but the reason i'm doing it is because up until uh being with someone who made me feel like it was okay like like menstruating is the least of my worries now like especially after having a kid like I was horrified at what my body could do. I felt betrayed, <laughs> but betrayed. <laughs> but not once did um, did my partner ever make me feel bad or ashamed. Or sometimes I would find myself like apologizing, like "Oh, mm. I'm sorry," you know, mm. especially after childbirth. And um, so I think like you're when you're starting on the path of relationships and wherever you go like not everyone wants to have children but i think it's incredibly important to remember that like this is the least of their worries so they yeah. need to like be okay with with um what your body is doing naturally and there's a cultural piece to this we we are a very body shaming culture and so we're really comfortable with hearing and saying such things and so do the work if you do care about someone to kind of help retrain them. And it, it shouldn't be on you to have to do that. But even with me recently dating, <clears throat> it's interesting to hear the terminology people will use to try to either shame you or control you and just push back on that. And if he's saying things about period sex, say, you know, that's really shaming to my body, my natural functioning, yeah. and I'm working on being okay with who I am and not having my eroticism be depleted around that. So just... Try to do a little education around that. I think a lot of guys aren't used to that, but um, fight the good fight. I mean, you've got our support. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, fi I figured I would. I just, I don't know. I was, I think it was, it just kept coming up, yeah. and like it was just frustrating to me. And I realized it wasn't something that's like been talked about on the show. And like, I don't. I figured you and Amber probably have less pushback on that sort of thing, just because you are open about your sexuality, and people kind of, I don't know, are like you just don't choose people. But at least for like the common listener like i feel like that's something that just happens all the time like, i mean I, same thing with me test like i would apologize so much like even if i'd have sex at like the end of my period and i'd go like say i'd get like a little like discolored discharge yeah. on the sheets i'd be like oh my god i'm so sorry let's go wash them and i'd like like freak out into a panic because i like stain the sheets but then like obviously the older i'm getting the more i'm like i mean who cares like that's the point of having sex like it may it mean that's the point but like it happens. I mean, Body sex, fluids is, happen. sex is messy. Yes. <laughs> if you're doing it yes. right, sex is yeah. messy. Oh my God. That's exactly what my thinking was. And if you're trying to <laughs> focus more on the quote unquote cleanliness of it, then you're also holding back on the high levels of arousal you can have. You're probably tightening, clenching your body. So you're not maybe going to receive the amount of pleasure you could open up, let go. Yeah. Let it be messy. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. And totally. I realized that after, so the first man I was ever with, um, so I've like I like it's like been sexual, but I'd never been penetrated um, until I was 20. And then, so I, I, I know my body. So more, more times than not, I squirt and like he would hate it. So like I'd have to like, I wouldn't be able to squirt like Bye. when we had sex. Bye. And it was like, that's, that's a whole other issue. And like I dropped his ass, so it's over. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So then like when Michelle? I was with partners who liked it, Michelle? I like didn't know. I was like, you know, and then like now the sheets, like now when I do have sex, like the sheets get really dirty. So yeah. then it like, brings up the thing where it's like, okay, well, if you're coming on the sheets, I'm coming on the sheets. What's the difference between it's a little like period blood and nutrients are coming out? Totally. Like it's all, it's all falling together. Mike, Mike drop with that. Quote. I mean, here's my thing. If I'm dating someone and they shame my body or they won't put their mouth on every part of my body, like we are not compatible. I don't like those kinds of limits. Um, but that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Keep up. Oh no, yeah, up thank work. you guys so much. And again, thank you. thank you so much for what you're doing with the show. I hope it's like I know it's helping a lot of people. Thanks. All right, talk you're to you welcome. soon. Good Bye. luck with the rest of the callers. So call us, uh, leave us a voicemail. Our awesome producer Ann will then call you back and get us on our show. The number is two one three three seven five five two five eight. Again, call us and leave a voicemail two one three three seven five five two five eight. Listen, download, subscribe. Hashtag Loveline. We're on Spotify, Play.it, um, iTunes. Um, Tess, 
you blew my mind as always. It was like being at Disneyland. I mean, Disneyland. <laughs> I'll bring churros if churros, this happens again. Please. <laughs> Where can people find you if they're not smart enough to already be following you? Um, I'm Tess Holiday with two L's on on all social media. And get that book, y'all. Get my book. It's, it's going to kill you, raise you up. It's pretty much, well, it's on Amazon, iTunes, everywhere. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for coming by and kicking it with us. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. Bam! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.